Hello and welcome to the Main Street Telegraph, where you can get your Disney news in 15 minutes or less. I'm your host, B. Now let's get started on this very special edition of the Main Street Telegraph. There's been a lot of news in the last couple weeks about the wage negotiations going on on both sides of the coast, so I wanted to do a bit of a wrap-up where I can give a bit of context to what has been going on. Disneyland Resort has reached an agreement with the union that represents about 10,000 of its employees. It's a three-year contract that raises wages immediately, from $11 to $13.25, and then to $15 in January of next year. Those employees that make more will also see an increase, though not as much, with a raise of $0.60 an hour immediately and an additional $0.75 next January. All employees receive a retroactive pay increase of either 3% or $0.50 an hour, whichever is greater, back to June 17th of 2018. Non-represented workers will see their pay increase to $15.75 an hour. The deal reach affects four unions and included other items such as the flexibility of vacation days, allowing employees to take them in smaller increments, and improves the procedure used for part-time workers to achieve full-time positions. The minimum amount of time between shifts has been extended from 9 hours to 10 hours and requires the company to cite specific reasons for firing workers. Disney had initially offered $15 an hour months ago, but the deal included cutting job perks and would have required the unions to solve future disputes out of court. Let's not forget the measure coming up on the November 6th ballot, though. The Main Street Telegraph covered this a few weeks ago as union workers gathered signatures to get it on the ballot. If passed, it would require that hospitality businesses in Anaheim, including Disney, who accepted city subsidies, would have to pay their workers a minimum of $15 an hour starting on January 1st, and this would rise $1 an hour each year until 2022 when it would be at $18 an hour. From there, annual raises would be tied to the cost of living. While the wage increase agreed to by Disney and the corresponding union only covers about a third of Disney's workers, this would affect all of them. Of course, a lot of folks in businesses in the area aren't for it. This includes Disneyland Resort and the Anaheim Chamber of Commerce, who described it as a job killer. Now, if you remember, Disney had been set on building a brand new Four Diamond Hotel, and the Anaheim City Council had voted to give them a $267,000 tax break over 20 years for it, basically letting Disney keep 70% of the room taxes for 20 years. Unrelated to Disney, there are two other luxury hotels being planned by the Wincombe Group. As reported by the LA Times, Paul Sanford, asset manager for Wincombe, has said the company is reconsidering. In a statement, Sanford said, Efforts like the current minimum wage initiative have forced us to reconsider future developments in the Anaheim Resort District. We need to better understand if developing our new Four Diamond Hotels, which would create hundreds of high-skill, high-paying jobs, remains economically viable for our company. Well, I guess by high skill and high pay, doesn't mean the hotel employees? Disney's proposed hotel has been put on hold until further notice. It was already called into question when the hotel's build site had been changed to downtown Disney, which the city stated invalidated the contract. This was reported by the Orange County Register back on the 16th of August. The city claimed that the change meant 400 fewer jobs would be created, a change to the agreement made. So Disney could either build the hotel on the original site and take the tax break, or they could build it whatever they want and go without. 
The Orange County Register reported on August 21st that Disney had decided to forego the agreement entirely, stating that the incentive agreements are, to quote Disneyland Resort President Josh Damaro, a flashpoint for controversy and dissension in our community, and that they have hurt Disney's relationship with the city. In 2015, Disney had made an agreement with the city that if they wouldn't charge gate taxes for 30 years, Disney would invest $1 billion into the park. This could have been extended for another 15 years if they invest an additional $500 million. Gate taxes meaning that the city of Anaheim would collect taxes on every ticket sold. Rest assured, Star Wars Land or Galaxy's Edge, as well as the addition of a Marvel area are still coming to California. I don't think Disney will stop investing in the park anytime soon, and uh, they should at least fix Tomorrowland, come on. The wage negotiations over in Florida for Walt Disney World employees may be coming to an end as well. A deal has been reached, but needs to be voted on by union members on September 5th. Thoughts are that it should pass. Under this deal, the minimum wage at the park will climb to $15 an hour by October 2021. Employees will also receive retroactive pay of 50 cents an hour or 3%, whichever is greater, for hours worked since September of 2017. That's last year. And those $1,000 bonuses withheld by Disney during the negotiations will also be paid out. I would like to share some points made by Tom Bricker at the Disney Tourist blog. You can find a link to the article over at MainStreetTelegraph.com. Many do worry that this is going to cause prices charged by Disney at the parks to rise as well, but as Bricker stated, Disney charges what the market will bear. They don't raise prices with inflation, they charge whatever they can. This is going to happen regardless of what they pay their workers. Uh, for those that feel that these are unskilled entry-level jobs meant for teenagers or young college students, Walt Disney World is the largest single-site employer in the United States with over 60,000 employees. Disneyland is one of, if not the biggest employer of people in Orange County over in California at around 30,000 employees. How many teenagers do you think there are? Furthermore, the Center for Economic and Policy Research has found that only 12% of low-wage workers are of high school age. Their comparison year is 1979 when it was 26%. In comparison, the percentages held by individuals between 20 and 64 years old have risen. This is all while the actual value of minimum wage has decreased dramatically. Raising wages might become necessary, not only to keep happy and effective workers, but to meet the necessary number of workers to run the parks. Walt Disney World has actually suffered from a shortage of workers in some areas, including housekeeping. They have offered $1,000 sign-on bonuses or more to fill up over 3,500 positions. But these offers just aren't effective if other employers are offering higher pay. The parks have been expanding and need workers in order to function, and they aren't the only theme parks doing this in those areas. Well, I hope you enjoyed this breakdown. You can send questions, comments, corrections, opinions, or just about anything to MainStreetTelegraph at gmail.com. You can find past shows, articles, and helpful links over at MainStreetTelegraph.com. See you all next time on the Main Street Telegraph.